Get dressage and orphans Were my cowgirl prayers Gotta raise some money To save the camp, I swear Or save the ranch Or save the farm Lord knows they're always In financial trouble It's cowgirl summer With the pure boys Hallelujah, amen Heaven bless the show heartland Hallelujah, amen, amen. Yeah, Fudgepackers, sure, let's bring them back. Ciao, Fudgepackers. Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. I'm Aaron Black, and cheers. Oh my God, I almost forgot my own name. I'm David A.R. White, and I just want to remind you, uh, folks and famine out there. Uh, anybody can be a fudge packer. True enough. It's not. It's not hate slur. We're taking it back. Anybody yeah. can pack fudge. Hey, buddy. Anybody can pack fudge. It's true. I mean, what are we doing here if we're not packing fudge? True enough. Yeah. Isn't this show just one big fudge factory, and we're all in it packing? That's what life is. I really like the idea of yiz and having a yiz-based drink for everybody out there to slurp mm-hmm. down, but I, I think we should maybe pack some fudge and sell it online. Sure, like a, a spinoff of Thickwit or something like that. Yeah, like, like, exactly. We have yeah. we have a whole f- like be- uh, beverage and food umbrella that we have now, so we've got yiz, we've got Thickwit, now we've got freshly packed fudge. Exactly. Freshly packed. It'll be so fresh you won't even be able to hold it in your hand. It'll just slip right through. I'm going to be honest. I don't really like fudge all that much. Nah. (laughs) Not really. I mean, it's fine. If there's nothing else, I'll eat fudge. But like, eh. eh. Honestly, when I think of fudge and eating fudge and enjoying it, I'm just thinking about brownies. I'm not thinking about actual fudge. Because <laughs> if I put actual fudge in my mouth, it sucks. Yeah, and like, give me a, I don't know, maybe I'm just a simple, I might just be a simple farmhand, but I like a coffee crisp. I don't need a fudge. I just need, give me a coffee crisp. Give me a nice crunch with some rice bits in it. Oh, Ooh-wee. man, I love me. I love you, crunch. I haven't had a crunch in forever. I mean, took a big fat crunch this morning, but haven't <laughs> haven't had one with rice in it forever. I took a nice crunch as well, but I also haven't had a crunch in forever. It's one of those like things that you have every four years, and you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. Why don't I have this more often? Yeah. And then four years go by, and you're like, yeah. Time to have a crunch. It's like it's like a coffee or not coffee. Oh, it's like coffee crisp, delicious. It's like uh, a cookies and cream bar. I don't know if you remember those, but like I feel like you can only get those exclusively in hospital vending machines. That's like the only place that they stock them. You can't buy a cookies and cream bar anywhere. You just gotta go to the hospital and hope you got a toonie in your pocket to buy. By the way, Canadian is frick now. You gotta put a toonie in the machine, get yourself a, a, a cookies and cream bar right next to that coffee crisp, and those Smarties, the chocolates, not the shitty rocket knockoffs. <laughs> we named our money Loonies and Toonies. Uh, come at us, but the uh, hospital vending machine is a magical experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only specific things in there that you'll never see anywhere else, and uh, death surrounds you, and it just tastes better. It really does taste better. Mixing with the smell and the the taste of the chemicals in the air, and you eat that nice cookies and cream bar, and you're like, well, I hope my grandma doesn't die today, but then she does, and you go, well, I guess that's a core memory for Aaron Black. 
<laughs> that's what's in the news. Hey, and that's a core memory. Uh, isn't please. Well, I was just gonna say, isn't it crazy how we go into a hospital and we smell the smell of the hospital and we associate that with the sick dying and death? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just clean air. Like they just have like the best filter system in the world so they can right. keep people alive and healthy and stuff and we smell that and think of the worst things that's true but like yeah that's true that's a good point yeah that's uh, it's just it's but it is the smell right and it's this it's the smell that we associate i don't know it's uh, society's weird like that well it's definitely mixed with old people smell like you yeah, can't get right. that out of your air no matter what kind of space age filters <laughs> No. and the smell of death and and just like the knowing that in the basement of a hospital is just a just many rooms full of corpses just haunted haunted super creepy for sure hey super creepy. speaking of weird society things isn't it weird that like we go into bath public bathrooms and take our penises out and pee on things and poop on things and that's just like acceptable that's just like we go yeah that's 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 the agreed upon place where we can take our penises out that's fine anywhere else don't take your penis out but a public washroom Take it out, buddy. Flap it around. Who cares? Not even on, but like in something. Like you're peeing into a container. True. And then washing it away like nothing ever happened. Yep. And like you're in a washroom and you're looking into each other's eyes. And these are total strangers, but you're bonded for life because your bits have been out in the same room. It's weird that you can take your penis out in a room with a child in it. And people go, that's fine. That's acceptable. We like that, actually. We want you to do that. As long as you don't look, it's absolutely fine. Oh, yeah. I think all urinals should have dividers. I agreed. Hard agree. Absolutely. I don't want I don't want anyone near... And space them out a little farther. Oh, yeah. I went to stupid Europe, Ugh. and you're basically <laughs> peeing in troughs everywhere you go. Of course you are. That's that's the European way. They, didn't, they uh, invented aqueducts, and they use them to piss in... Not only do they not have dividers, but they literally, like, don't have any separation whatsoever. You're <laughs> peeing into the same container. Right, it's just a hole in the ground, and you are you and five other men are performing a, a urine bukkake into that hole. And it's angled, so the guy at the top of the slope is, like, in charge or something. <laughs> and, and the guy at the bottom of the slope... It's just a weak little crap hole who doesn't get to mix his stuff with anybody. No, no. He's lucky he's even there. Yeah. They they should definitely uh, force you to go into the slot that fits your pee stream. Agreed. Yeah. Before you go in, you should have to have your genitals inspected and to see what, what how strong your urine flow is. Oh, I'm well, sorry. He, I forgot we're not doing the Kevin Sober tweet of the week anymore. I don't. I, we don't have to pretend like that's that we can. That stuff's fun to talk about anymore. That's great. No, and we don't need to stop our beautiful ramblings to go to some stupid segment. No, we can just keep talking about urinals. Yeah, I. I wish. Yeah. Well, we do have to do the Pure Boys prayer. But... Yeah, we definitely do. I also think that they should scan your brain because your memories hold how uh, strong your piss is. That's true. Yeah, and it. I, I mean, how's your How's your prostate doing, right? And I'm asking, I'm asking generally, but I'm also asking you, David A.R. White, no relation. Well, how's well, your how's your prostate this week? Well, I've been told as long as you're not getting up more than twice in the evening uh, to pee, you're fine. Hmm. Um, so I'm a one man uh, marching band in the morning, 
Um, but I really would like to eliminate that and have a full night's rest. So I'm going to get checked. I'm going to get a doctor to stick some goo in me or whatever oh, they do. Yum. And see what see what's up, you know. This week we're talking about season one, episode two of Heartland, After the Storm. After the Storm. What a name for an episode. Truly. And uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way because now, of course, we need to do the Pure Boys Prayer. Clap. God bless our podcast, please. God bless all podcasts, please. We love, we love you, please. Amen. Amen. Or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, was there a delay going on there at all? Nope, I don't think so. I think my old equipment w- was what uh, caused a lot of the delay, which is crazy to me. Maybe. I could see that. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, this is a little inside baseball listeners, but yeah. we got David Ayer White a new microphone and a new fancy microphone, and now things have just improved for him, it seems. Thanks to God, God has given me a microphone, and it's absolutely <laughs> clear as hell. Oh, Lord, you've given me a microphone. <laughs> I fell to my knees in a wooded glen, <laughs> and uh, it was beautiful. I fell to my knees in the shower and let the water hit my face. And Oh, uh, man, that'd be hard on your knees. Oh, yeah, for sure it oh, would. My knees. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You've given me a new truck and taken my knees as punishment, as payment. Oh, Lord, why? Like, just dropping to your knees in a shower would be so painful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, like, Bonk, you'd hear when yeah. you'd slam your knees down and go, oh, I've never done this before. My meniscus is shattered. <laughs> oh, Lord, you've given me new tendons. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. Uh, but you can replace uh, knees nowadays, so. Only twice. Boom. Only twice. And then you can't yeah. get any more replacements. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. Yeah, that's what Big Pharma wants you to think. Big Knees wants you to think. <laughs> sure, Big Knees, look at these. Beautiful. <laughs> hey, Johnny. No, not Johnny. Uh, David. Oh, boy, this is going to take some doing. Now, by the way, David Airwhite spelt uh, W-H-Y-T-E, so not related to uh, another guy, a famous man named David Airwhite, of course. Yeah, maybe I should, like, ex- accented a little bit like why oh hey you sound like a southern dandy when you do that yeah david ar fine yeah, yeah. and then why oh did artemis gordon just come into the room why well, i think he did <laughs> oh i like this new character yeah but only for my last name of course yeah 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 david david ar what <laughs> exactly Asante <laughs> goo mm. not needed Tabernacle, get it out of here. Hey, Canadian. Of course, Canadian. Canadian is Frick, Looney's Toonies, and then decided we don't want to call anything else that anymore. Do you think anybody figured it out that we were in Canada? Ah, I don't think so. I think, our, no. I think our stupid idiot listeners didn't figure that out. We were so sly and yeah. so, you know, just beautiful. Haiti. Everyone thought we were Haitian. We, they thought we were the yeah. queens of Haiti. Like cold Haiti? Are you idiots up there? The mountains of Haiti? Are you, are you fricked? What are you talking about? 100 episodes of lies, listeners. Even the mountains of Haiti is warm. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's I came from a Haitian man himself. Even the mountains of Haiti is warm. Yeah. <laughs> the Haitian manual definitely starts with that. 
Oh, Haitian Manuel. I, uh, I love that guy. Yeah, Haitian Manuel is a good name. It's not a ba- it's not a bad name. Sure, I I've been li- I've been going back and listening to like old old or like or OG episodes, and there was an episode where we were going to change our names to uh we were both going to change our names to Ebony Dink. <laughs> I don't recall that at all. Like you saying that does not jog any memory whatsoever. But we were both going to go with Ebony Dink. Well, I suggested it and you said, maybe I'll change my name to Ebony Dink as well. And then we were just both <laughs> leaned into Ebony Dink for like a minute, a hot minute. Copying or just repeating what the other person says is very funny sometimes. Definitely it is. Yeah. Um, you know what else is really funny? Uh, the fact that uh, we've got a segment that uh, has returned. Yes, you thought we all have the, one you to th- do. You thought all the segments were gone. Well, guess what? We got one left. There's one that survived. The great culling. The great reset. And that is, of course, a David Airwhite. Whomst was the beggar Vance of season one, episode one of Heartland? This, this is such a tough question because so much happened in the first episode like it was a pilot jam-packed and we even get a previously on in the next episode to uh, uh, check us back in but I would have to say the beggar Vance was the storm because it killed the mom <laughs> and it, and it broke the horse yeah and Amy so and brought back Lou so yeah that's true. Now, what's your name again? Aaron it's Black. Aaron Black. Aaron Black. Uh, now, Aaron, now that I know your name, <laughs> whomst was the beggar Vance of the pilot episode of Hurtland? Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, David, for asking. And here's the thing. As the show goes on, it's going to become harder and harder to remember what happened in the previous episode that we just watched. Once we get to, like, season eight, we're going to be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. I don't know what happened in season eight, episode six. I don't remember. How am I supposed to know? But for me, the beggar Vance of Pilot, season one, episode one of Heartland, was probably Grandpa Jack, because Grandpa Jack's the man, and he's holding that family together when Amy and Lou just want to tear it apart. And without Grandpa Toilet Toilet, Grandpa Ketamine, uh, there would there would be no heart in Heartland. Amen, brother. It's the problem I described earlier is the problem I'm having with Fiveser right now, where I'm doing, I just uh, recorded the season six reflections and in trying to remember like what the season was about, I was like reading back through old episode descriptions and I'm like, geez, I barely remember half these episodes. I don't know what the hell was going on this season. I don't know. (laughs) Niles was doing some stuff. Martin was doing stuff. I don't know. Like, even with a previously on, which I had mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, it's still tough to really dig into the previous episode, even much more for than a movie, because this all just kind of streams together with a different movie every week. You can like, oh, yeah, that was a completely different movie. And I'm pretty sure that your choice this week was informed by episode two, because (laughs) motherfucker. Jack rules in this episode. Jack's the man in this episode. I love Grandpa Jack. Ja- Grandpa yeah. Jack might be my favorite character on the show right now. Absolutely. I felt the exact same thing. I love his grumpy, growly voice in this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's just perfected it for sure. When he's chewing out Ty and he's like, 
you know, I'm, I'm going to go, I need, you need to finish that gate and I'm going into town. That gate needs to be done by the time I get back. And I'm not telling you when I'm coming back. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> damn, Grandpa Jack. All right. He's threatening okay. a little harder. Okay. And then he chews out the rich lady and Val. puts her in her place. And then he's there for Lou to give her like a hug. Knows he can't push her at that moment. Mm -hmm. And then earlier in the episode, he like really pushes Amy to like be better. Yeah. Grandpa Toilet Toilet is the glue. Here comes here comes the glue. Anytime Grandpa Toilet Toilet's on the scene. But he's the glue that holds the uh, Roberts family. What's their last name? Oh, uh, well, I think they have a different name than their father. They're like the Jenkins, and he's like the Junkins or something. <laughs> he's the Jenkums, and they're the Jenkins. <laughs> well, this is why we need to have the IMDb up, I guess. No, no, no. We'll, we'll learn it as we go. Yeah. We'll learn it as we go. With Jenkum yeah. Jenkins, their dad, he's, he's not in this episode. Well, I mean, he's in flashbacks, but he's not. I don't even know if he gets new lines. I think those are just old lines that from the last episode. Yeah, one of the flashbacks is just an embrace with uh, Lou, like a really tight hug. Oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, the picture didn't do you justice. <laughs> God, that was so creepy. Yeah. I swear in the previously on, they showed a very close-up shot of the trailer hitch breaking yeah. off of the truck. Yeah. And I swear that's not in the pilot episode. I don't remember the trailer hitch breaking, but I, you're, I do like, yeah, they definitely showed that in the previously on or during like Amy's nightmares that she's having about it. Both but, maybe. Cause but, it, it's definitely in the previously on. Cause I was like, what? Yeah. And it, it's not, and it, like sparks fly out of it and all that. And I was like, I don't remember that from the pilot. And I watched the pilot very closely. I mean, I only I saw it once. <laughs> very closely. I, I think they added. Did. Well, I watched it three times. Didn't see. It. Yeah, I'll take. You know, you're the you are the uh, expert when it comes to season one, episode one of Heartland. Just the pilot. This one I watched absolutely last minute. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, you know, just maybe one and done. Here's the thing: if you're gonna watch every episode three times, then you're gonna be watching like seven or eight hundred episodes of Heartland, and I don't think you really want to do that. No, absolutely not. I, w I would like to describe how I got ready uh, for this uh, viewing. Sure, I'd love to hear it. I had uh, done my uh, morning walk, and I was like, I want to make this morning special. I wanted to make this viewing special. So I uh, roasted up me a sausage Ooh. and made the beautifulest omelet uh, with cheese and uh, had a coffee in hand and then turned on Heartland, mm. and I was just in a beautiful spot, baby. Oh, put the coffee in the pot, threw the eggs in the pan. Exactly. I, I wanted to feel like a real Western yokel? No, that's a Yankee yokel. I don't know. Just a Western a Western fella. Yeah. Dandy? Nah. nah well, I mean, David A.R. White is a bit of a dandy himself. You know David A.R. White loves his eggs. You morning. know David A.R. White would own slaves if it was appropriate. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put that on myself, but it was very funny. <laughs> well, he's a character. He's a real character. Yeah, I mean, no relation to any person's living or dead, of course. No, no relation. I should say no relation after my name. Actually, I thought of that before we recorded our first episode. Totally forgot about the joke. No, oh, that's okay. Well, it, you know, you got you got 11 more episodes to remember it. And the legality of it really uh, fits. Well, that's why I always make it clear that it's spelt with a Y and not an I. But you're not, you're not the, you're not famous 
friend of Burt Reynolds, David A.R. White. You're simple country folk, David A.R. White. Yeah, the creator of Christian online streaming. Mm -hmm. The creator of Christian garbage. <laughs> yeah, they should definitely dump PureFlex and call it ChristianGarbage.tv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take, yeah. A, take a page out of Tubi's book. Yeah, do it, and then you'll get uh, purchased by Sony, and everything will be butter, baby. Well, they have been purchased by Sony, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so they're doing great. And all of uh, my favorites from childhood are on that uh, streaming platform now. You got The Mask. You got Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh. You got... <laughs> I thought you were talking about Pure Flags. No, no, I'm talking about 2B. Which, Pure was bought by Sony, I'm pretty sure, in like 2020. I'm pretty sure they were purchased by Sony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I got to call Sony. Sony does seem like they have their foot dipped into the Christian community. Oh, yeah, for sure they do. And that's why they got Harold and Kumar go to White Castle on 2B.TV. <laughs> a lot of those big like Christian movies that we did watch did have like a Sony thing going on. That's or true. was it Paramount? I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah, these it's all, nuts. It's all the same in here, I said, pointing to my stomach. <laughs> I The first thing I noticed watching this episode was that there seemed to be a concerned effort to have cowboy hats on people. Yeah, everyone's wearing a cowboy hat, whether it warrants it or not. And all I could think was, I got to get a good cowboy hat. Like, I have yeah. this pink cowboy hat, which is beautiful. It's great for cowgirl summer. But I got to get me a nice Stetson. That's what I got to get. It's a great look. Like, it's powerful, but, like, also feminine because it's shaped like a vagina. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. And you can put feathers on it. You can put a nice little rope belt on it. That's you true. You can do whatever you want, baby. Yeah, I like the ones that, that uh, I like the one that Amy is wearing that's, like, kind of has, like, the flat brim in the front and then, they, and then goes up on the sides and kind of loops back around. I think that's really nice. Uh, oh, yeah. The little rope? You can do whatever with little rope. Yeah, we gotta, gotta keep it on your head somehow. Well, with pilots, this is my theory, is that you shoot the pilot, then you get picked up, and then there's a process of, like, actually, actually making the show. So it could be, like, three to six months between the pilot and shooting the next episode. So <laughs> right. they they probably had some people like, I need more hats. <laughs> yeah, give us more hats. We need time for Amy's teen acne to clear up. Yeah, you gotta be too. If you're going to wear a cowboy hat on television, you got to be tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of cowboy hats, a lot of beautiful shots of Alberta in this episode. And uh, Soraya is back. The girl who she was chatting with online, who I didn't think was going to be a real person. I thought it was going to be a 45-year-old pedophile. Is a real person, a buddy of hers. Yeah, and she seems like, like she gets her own scenes in this movie. She works with her mother at a coffee shop, mm -hmm. and it seems like she's going to definitely be, like, a main character of this series. And the fact that they had her, like, talking uh, in the first pilot episode makes me think that they wanted to have her there, but she was, like, unavailable or something. And now she's just like a main character in this show. Or maybe it was just cheaper to have less characters, but they're like, maybe I bet Soraya is a major character in the books, but they were like, ah, we just, you know, we can't afford to have all the, because the first episode had like five people in it, right? And it's like, all right, yeah. we can't afford all of the characters. So we'll just, hey, Soraya, hey, if you're a fan of the books, look, she's talking to Soraya. If the show gets picked up, Soraya will be there. Don't even worry. And then next episode, here's Soraya back from Quebec. 
Right. I, I forgot that these are very heavily informed by a book that's already been done. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, there's a lot of them, too. There's like uh, 30-some... Oh, well, when I looked them up on Thrift Books, it said there was 39 books. But some of them are like compendiums and collections, so I don't know how many actual books are in the Heartland series. But more than 20, I would wager. Like, not as much as Animorphs, but probably more than Redwall. Does that make sense? Right. Are those good? Is that a good uh, measurement? I don't know what Redwall is, but I'm guessing there's less. Red, you don't know what Redwall is by Brian Jacques? I don't. It's a children's is book Canadian? series. I don't know. I don't think. Probably not. But uh, it's a, it's a children's book series about mice and the kingdoms. It's like a it's like medieval fantasy, except it's set in the world of mice and badgers and rodents and stuff like that. And they're phenomenal. They're really great books. They're like very. They have very adult themes, despite being children's books. And it's the kind of thing where like. You like I've been reading them as an adult and I'm really liking them. So there's 22 of them in the series and there's like 54 Animorphs books. So I bet Heartland settles right in right in between there quite nicely. Unfortunately, I have not uh, discovered this uh, between like six and 14 when you should be like reading a lot and uh, getting to know what you like about uh, literature and learning how to read and write and all that sort of thing. Sure. I just watched TV. Fair enough. Well, I didn't have friends. I had books. So, I mean, I didn't have friends. I had family. And by that, I just mean I had my family around and no friends. So I read books all the time. So I read lots of books. You gotta be tough. Oh, if you're gonna be a lonely old kid, you gotta be tough. I never had friends either, but I, I definitely uh, just filled that with TV. Right. Well, having poverty TV, I don't know if you had cable, but we had poverty TV. Yeah. We had the basic three. So we, there was no, I, what am I going to watch? The urban peasant during the day and, and Deanie Petty? No, I don't care about that. That's my, what my mom watches. Oh, uh, well, you did a bit because the urban peasant ruled. Yeah, yeah, urban peasant. That was an after. So you get home from school, you pop on the urban peasant. Yeah. Well, I was a big YTV head. Mm. Yeah. Sure, of I course. I had cable, baby, yeah. What was the giant piece of gum's name that talked? What was that thing's name? Giant piece of gum? The giant you mean like purple gob. Per oh, uh, Barney? No, no, he was a purple dinosaur. And everyone hated him for some reason because he was nice. I love, that, I love that Barney's whole thing was like, hey, I love you, you love me, love your neighbor. And people were like, fuck you, we hate you. Get fucked, dinosaur. Well, eventually. I mean, they loved him at the start, but then hated him uh, going down. <laughs> they hated once Baby Bop got introduced to the show. Keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> uh, which I feel that uh, this Heartland episode does. I, I agree. Um, Go for it. I'm going to look at what that was called. Yeah. The first uh, episode has so much in it. it. It really is trying to pound... Uh, the story into you and it has to bring up so many characters and also be entertaining I feel like uh, episode 2 was uh, much more indicative of the rest of the series and the flow of the series and the writing and the acting uh, boy I didn't listen to anything you said because I was looking up The Zone by YTV and PJ Phil but uh, I don't think that big gob had a name I think they just called it nothing I don't know what they call it probably gobby yeah, probably big, big, gross gobagoo. <laughs> gobagoo. I, I was talking about how episode two is much is going to be uh, much more indicative of this series than the pilot. Yes, agreed. And that's usually that's how it goes with shows, right? The pilot is often 
you most pilots almost feel like they're in a separate universe like they're in like a just they're not even really indicative of what the show is it's just like yeah this is just like a thing do you like this okay here's the real thing then yeah the the pilots like the fireworks on canada day and (laughs) the rest of the episodes are the rest of the year (laughs) right boring as hell yeah no fireworks and uh nothing yeah Uh, exactly. I I'd like to retract something I said in the last episode. Um, I like the theme song to Heartland. I'm I'm on board. I listened to it this week. I was like, oh, this is great. Once I get gotten rid of my preconceived notions of what a theme song should be, uh, thanks to David Ayer White, uh, from Pure Flix. Not David Ayer White. Not David Ayer White. Uh, then once I got rid of that, I loved it. I thought it was great. That was perfect for the show, and uh, just. So many sensual shots of people tightening straps on uh, on uh, saddles and t- touching a horse's sexy muscular body, and I-, I loved it. A lot of sunlight, a lot of like smooth tones to pair with it. It's not a theme song that's gonna punch you in the face, uh, but if you just kind of like. Yeah, horse, the prairies, you know, take a couple of dabs of acid, and just kind of <laughs> groove into it. It certainly captures the feeling of being in that environment, of just like n- nice and relaxing, and the sun is always setting, it's always golden hour, and, and it's just beautiful. And you're riding a horse, and you're 15 years old, and you got the rest of your life ahead of you, and you're just, you got this horse between your legs, and your whole life stretched out in front of you. Oh, yeah. You've said it absolutely perfect. <laughs> uh, what did you think of this line from Mallory? I don't do horse poo. And then Grandpa said, well, that's kind of hard to avoid on a ranch. <laughs> Got her. Great. Uh, Mallory's obviously going to be the little scamp uh, of the series. Mm-hmm. I also uh, love the line, Google Schmoogle. <laughs> yeah, Google Schmoogle, agreed. The fact that he... <laughs> Him saying I Googled it meant that he had to go onto the home computer and Google, like, go to Google.com, and he didn't just bring out his phone and do it. He just had to go to the home computer and close all of Grandpa's porn tabs that he had open and find one that didn't have porn and just had Google. Well, everybody's after Grandpa Jack. Like, all these ladies in this community want a piece. Like, but he can't. He's got to look after his granddaughters. That's right. The babes. Uh, so he probably has to jack off a lot to get rid of that testosterone, baby. <laughs> he definitely, when uh, when Ty was searching how to build a uh, horse jumping track, he typed in how to and it just auto-filled how to S your own D. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not looking for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. He typed in how to and it came up how to make a woman orgasm. That was the uh, my alternative <laughs> joke. <laughs> that was written that was pre-planned ah, I thought of it as I was saying the first one I was like oh that would have been better actually how to make a woman orgasm that's way funnier than how to S your own D everyone was expecting that yeah but like how do you even give a woman an orgasm that's it's a real question it's sure. a myth yeah it's, it's a, a myth legend. hey speaking of S your own D Swallow is a horse that's uh, being trained by the camp and, and now he's got he, he got shipped off too early back to his owners that was probably my only like not so great part of the episode is that it like immediately stop starts with like a basic misunderstanding. Yeah, with Lou being 
willfully obtuse, being like, oh, how's uh, how's Swallow doing? Oh, he's fine. Oh, he's fine, you say? Okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, your horse is perfect. Come pick him up. He's fixed. And it's like, Lou, calm down. You know that horse that has head problems and uh, <laughs> is getting rehabilitated by us? Yeah, he's ready to go, baby. Oh, yeah. She said the word fine. Her body language and facial expression said he's not fine, but her mouth said fine. So pick him up. <laughs> and Ty knows that the horse isn't ready somehow, even though he's been working on the ranch for maybe a week. Well, he's got an instinct for horses, as Amy tells him later on. Yeah, he's really going to find his instinct uh, throughout the series, I think. Oh. Amy's instinct. She's going to be giving her a little bit of instinct later. This girl's 15. We need to stop. I need, we need to calm down. <laughs> well, I think what we can learn from this episode is that teenage girls are allowed to be horny. True. Oh, my God. If Soraya's any uh, indication. Yeah, teenage girls are allowed to be horny for everyone. Yeah, I, it's... Like, teenage boys, if this was a teenage boy, we wouldn't uh, think twice about no. talking about their horniness. Normal. But but fe females that are younger than 18 are allowed to be horny. <laughs> this incel over here. Females. All right, calm down, neckbeard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, women of the evening. Thank you. No, Perfect. wait a minute. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I do, I, I love that Soraya, Soraya is just like, just every guy that crosses her path, she's just like, oh, who's this boy? Oh, who's this? Oh, Ty. Oh, you didn't tell me Ty was so cute. Oh, my God. Who's this boy? About? Oh, I love this boy, too. And just every boy who steps in her path. I mean, I'm sure she's like, she gave Grandpa Toilet Toilet a pretty nice hug there, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's, I mean, Grandpa Toilet Toilet has it. He, he got it. He's going to flaunt it. He's a bit of a hunk. I'll give him that. He's a country hunk. He looks a little different in this episode. I, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Hmm. Like more he's salt? Got, more salt than pepper? He's got weird, like, wispy, thick... Uh, wis I don't know, wispy and thick or different <laughs> things, but uh, they're wispy and thick, like, gray strands on his sideburns. Like, a lot. And then everything else is, like, dark uh, black. It's... It's weird. I get what you mean. Yeah, they they did his hair different in this episode. I don't think it was. I don't think it's the right call. I hope this isn't the look that he sticks with. I, it's like they cut off some gray woman's hair and like stuck it in his cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. or something. I just can't wait till they go to church in an episode and he has to take his cowboy hat off and we can see what he's working with underneath that cowboy hat. Well, government funded. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, gosh, I really. Well, yeah, you're probably right. It shouldn't either if the government's funding it, so keep them separated. So Swallow, of course, is not rehabilitated, mm -hmm. and Ashley wants to ride him because, you know, she's a bad girl. Well, yeah, and I so the woman who, the woman, Mrs. Roush, like, <laughs> Ashley is Val's daughter, right? Yeah. So Mrs. Roush is just boarding Swallow at Briar Ranch. BR? I don't know if you noticed that. BR, 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 BR. Yeah, there is no delay anymore. We are totally in simpatico now. That's crazy. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I guess that ranch does more boarding 
rather than rehabilitation. Although they have trainers there that do that too. And nobody likes their trainers. No, they're shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that the, the whole like, oh, people are canceling on us and, and going to BR to get their training done. I'm glad that storyline gets wrapped up in this episode. I'm glad that it's just like, yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, fine. Yeah, and Val's like spreading rumors saying like, oh, Mallory's gone. Uh, is that her name? No, uh, Mallory's the annoying little girl. Ma- uh, Marion. Okay. Marion's the dead mom. Marion's the dead mom. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to refer to her on this show. The dead mom, Marion. Uh, she's whispering to people at the coffee shop, yeah. which, uh, you know, um, the best friend, Soroya, is at. So she she gets all the gossip. Oh, yeah. Well, and... Soroya's mom gets all that gossip. Uh, she's spreading lies about the ranch, although she's saying half truths because uh, Marion, the mom, is dead, and uh-huh. she was the main uh, horse whisperer. Now it's all on Amy. I mean, if we were gonna say the live mom, we might be talking about Val. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there are we two mom- two moms on the show: one dead, one alive. So and Soroya's mom. Oh yeah, three moms. Oh my god. Well, we didn't get Soroya's mom's name. Uh, it's only mentioned once. I didn't catch it. Yeah, Jack says it, but I uh, we'll have to get that glued into our brain soon. Oh, it will. She's not going anywhere. That diner is going to be a main staple on the show, I'd wager. Oh, yeah. You don't build a whole set and then just never use it again. Yeah, unless you're Frasier, and then you're building whole sets for one-off characters to just dump in and then be gone the next episode. Well, you got NBC money, and you probably got those SNL assholes making you sets. <laughs> True enough. You don't have CBC money and have... I don't know. A farm. Yeah, old episodes of Mr. Dress Up making you money. (laughs) But they do. (laughs) They do, that's true. Hey, I know you and Lou aren't getting along, but uh, if she was a horse, you'd try, right? Grandpa, wise words, Grandpa Jack. Yeah, because if it was a horse, uh, she would try. And even her own sister, because she abandoned them for the big city... She won't take the time. No. Uh, Amy is unpleasant in this episode. Her interactions with Lou, I did not enjoy. She's such a bag to Lou the whole time. Like, Lou tries to patch things up with her and is like, look, Amy, nobody expects you to just pick up where mom left off. Like, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. Nobody expects you to just, like, just do the work right away. Like, it's okay if if you can't can't or don't want to do it. And Lou's, and Amy's like, thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence. So she, yeah. She's just trying to take the pressure off you, stupid. Don't be such a stupid 15-year-old. And and then uh, she's having trouble putting Spartan in a trailer. Duh. He almost died in one yeah, like a week his leg ago. Up. Yeah. Uh, and so Ty does this amazing thing, goes up to a, out to a clearing, and makes her a little jumping area so that she can start training with Spartan without putting her in a uh, trailer. And then she's like, oh, you think I can't put him in a trailer? Is that what you think? And then storms off. Yeah, and he's like, I just built this nice thing for you out of logs. I'm trying to do a nice thing because I have a crush on you, I guess. I'm Ty. Yeah, Grandpa Jack's all pissed off at me because I've been taking his truck and uh, building this thing. Oh, I guess he took his motorcycle. His beautiful Chevy Silverado. Oh, my God. I love that Chevy Silverado, and I especially love that it has a Ford logo on the front of it. Very confusing what it is, but from the front, it's a Ford. From the back, it's a Chevy Silverado, and I don't know what the hell it is in that regard. Well, it looks great coming and going. Oh, yeah. 
speaking of trucks, I don't think we're ever going to see Ty's truck again. And it's probably because the production couldn't get a hold of that truck. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. The insurance on that truck was probably pretty expensive because it's a very old truck that's been refurbished and everything. So, yeah, the, the, it was probably too expensive to have. Very cheap or very expensive. I With antiques, you never know. Yep. They put a motorcycle in the back of it just to be like, look, once we lose the rights to this truck, we're just going to give you a motorcycle. Just ride your dirt bike everywhere, buddy. Probably something that's informed by the book because, like, why? Right? Yeah, weird choice for sure. Um, Oh, uh, Ty's probation officer comes to the farm uh, because Marion was his sponsor when he got out of jail, but she's dead, so now he doesn't have a sponsor. So the guy's like, well, Grandpa Jack, I mean, you could be a sponsor, but, like, with your age, do you really want to do that? And Grandpa Jack's like, hey, buddy, get off my land. I'll do it. I'm only 40. <laughs> Farm life is rough on a guy. I'm 43 years old. I've been doing it since forever. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it's... Uh, so, by the end of the episode, of course, he signs the paperwork and sponsors Ty so Ty can stay on the ranch because he sees what a good person Ty is. Ty built this thing for Amy. He didn't have to do that, but he wanted to help her out and also get freaking laid at some point, but... For now, he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, he's uh, he's turning himself around. He's way less of a scatterbrain during this episode and kind of like the normal person throughout this whole episode. <laughs> I kind of liked Ty as the episode went on. Once he once he stopped whining about all the work he had to do as a farmhand, which is like, yeah, bro, do you want to go back to jail or do you want to shovel horse shit? Those are your options right now. So which one do you want to do? But once he stopped whining, once he started doing nice things, I was like, all right, I kind of like you, Ty. You, you seem like you got a good heart. I don't care what he did to go to jail. I just want to know exactly what his age is because yeah. it's driving me mental. I, yeah, he went to jail long enough that he needs a sponsor. Once, So he must have gone to juvie. Like, he's probably 16 or 17, I'd wager then, because he he if, if you get out of jail and you're 30, you don't get a sponsor. You get a kick in the ass, right? So you if to, he must be uh, uh, underage because he needs someone to look after him. Yeah, it must be because like the best situation is that you go to a halfway house once you're like 18. Yeah. And that's dark as hell. You don't get to go to a ranch and get sponsored on your probation. <laughs> yeah, for real, yeah. Although you probably should give yourself some life skills. Well, it makes the most sense to like integrate people who've been in jail back into society instead of just dumping them out in the street and going, "Figure it out. Don't turn back to a life of crime even though we give you no options to make your life better." Nah, it's a big dump. We like uh, the dump situation. Yeah, we, <laughs> we don't want to, you know, take hold of people's lives and improve them. No, 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 no. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, buddy. Boo Earns. Yeah. Yeah, Boo Earns. Uh, and also Boo Mallory's parents, because they don't seem to care about her at all. She is just living at the ranch. And Grandpa <laughs> Toilet Toilet's like, don't your parents care about you? And she's like, nah, not really. Oh, damn, that's sad. I love how Grandpa's just making, like, snide comments directly to her the whole episode about, like, how she should not be around and she talks too much. <laughs> Everyone's doing that. Ty literally yeah. says to her, shut your mouth. If you want to help me, don't talk to me then, and you can help me. Oh, do you think I talk too much? Yeah, I think you talk too much. <laughs> 
I I had no idea Ty was going to build like a jumping arena for Amy. I thought he was like hiding drugs and like running drugs or something. <laughs> you thought he was had a gambling debt of over of, of millions of dollars that he needed help paying off and then a bunch of guys come to rough him up and then we never see those guys again. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's like uh hiding smokes in the woods like I used to do when I was 16. <laughs> hiding your darts. I'd go down to the lake and put uh, a pack of smokes under, like, a couple of branches and, like, a rock. And then I would go down there, have a dart in the woods alone. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, go back home. How did it feel? Oh, it felt like I was getting away with murder. And I had... I had these lighters and I'd uh, play with candles and my dad's like, why do you have all these lighters? And I was like, just like fire. And he was like, all right. Cool. Yeah. Don't burn the house down, buddy. Oh. Yeah. Candles. Yeah. Cool. Candles are cool. Sure. Yeah. Burn, you know what? Actually burn the house down. I don't care. <laughs> well, insurance is great. Like insurance money, everybody pines for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to get that insurance money. How are you supposed to buy your next house? <laughs> hey david Bigger, better you, faster you should really relax david you're getting lines on your head well maybe you should like grind your fingers in my forehead oh i'm sorry you're talking about tea touching oh yeah tea touching that's where you massage the center of people's forehead, the third eye of the people's foreheads to to get you do it to a horse to get it to relax according to marion it's crazy to me that they don't talk about the third eye <laughs> <laughs> and then don't go into like that for like five minutes at least. Right. Why why can't ugh, Amy's the best at opening horses third eyes? <laughs> exactly. She'll, you gotta be too. You go out to the you go out to the field, you're gonna see horses sitting in the lotus position, you're gonna see horses meditating, and those horses have no concerns. Their their lives are sweet. Well, they get candy a lot. They get carrots. Yeah. Are you weirded out by Amy giving him a carrot instead of candy now? No, I like it. That's better for him. He, he needs a carrot more than he needs, uh, like, a peppermint. Uh, a bunch more, like, CBC government hogwash, mm. if you ask me. Give yeah. these uh, horses candy. I'm surprised that Big Milk didn't get their milky little fingers in there and go, Oh, no, horses love a tall glass of milk. That's what they need. I couldn't believe that all these characters' hands weren't covered in milk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You work at uh, Heartland Ranch? Isn't that sponsored by dairy milk? Oh. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> is it Saputo? Is that who, who sponsors this farm? Saputo? Oh, bags of milk. Bags <laughs> of milk. Yeah, bags of milk. A thing that I guess exists, but not anywhere I've ever been or seen. But apparently in Canada, it's a thing somewhere in... I'm I'm guessing one small portion of Ontario and maybe the Maritimes. Yeah, I think that's exactly it is Ontario and the Maritimes. Probably, like you said, not even all of Ontario, no. but that's all you need. Moncton. Lots of New Brunswick, but... Look, so if T-Touch can work on a stubborn old nag, it can work on you. Amen. That almost causes Grandpa to spit his coffee out. <laughs> because she's jamming her fingers... And to lose forehead. <laughs> and even after Lou has been like, look, you can't hang out right now. I'm very stressed out. I've got a lot of work I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. Well, here, let me touch your forehead. I'm Mallory. I'm just a little annoyance. <laughs> well, uh, Lou is trying to balance her job from the big city and running this ranch, which she's failing at epically. <laughs> she's making mistakes for sure. But you know what? 
Nobody expects her to pick up where Marion left off. Oh, no. Nobody does. Mm. Amy or Lou. No, or Grandpa for that matter. Do you think Wayne Gretzky is going to become Lou's love interest? Oh, and by Wayne Gretzky, uh, David, of course, means Stephen Amell. Special guest episode on this uh, on this beautiful episode of Heartland. The WWE Stephen Amell. Maybe the whole uh, season. It seems like it, they're setting up a season arc for sure. For sure. Well, he's a he's the like king of the rodeo, and uh, mm-hmm. but he's like a young kid. But he's guy. He he brings his horse at the end of the episode. He brings his horse to Heartland because his horse is scared of dogs. And he's like, look, I heard that. I heard that Amy, I don't know who she, Amy is, but I've heard that Amy is great with horses. And Amy's like, oh, that's me. I, I'm Amy. <laughs> There's definitely going to be a rivalry between Ty and Stephen Amell now. Oh, definitely. I think Jesse might be dead. Yeah, like, Jesse's already. gone. Yeah, Jesse's gone. He choked on his braces and died. <laughs> he might come back as like a sniveling idiot at some point, like a comedic foil yeah. that like tries to date Mallory in like 10 years. Sure, or he'll come back as in a newspaper clipping of a kid who shot up a local school or something. He'll be like a wino <laughs> trying <laughs> to get everybody to give him a job. <laughs> please, can I go to jail so I can get out and get a job at Heartland Ranch, please? <laughs> Just dirty and like the XXX bottle in his hand. And... <laughs> Just a jug. <laughs> That's Jesse's future for sure. For sure. But it's not Stephen Amell's future. Stephen Amell's future is playing Green Arrow for, I don't know, endless seasons. Oh, he's Green Arrow. I remember that face. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, put him. The WWE Stephen Amell. Was he ever in a movie or no, no, no? Uh, not that I, I mean, I'm sure he's been in movies, but I, I don't know for sure. But I do know that he like was in several large WrestleMania matches, which is pretty cool. Yeah, good for him. I, I mean, once you start on Heartland, it, your career is growing from there for oh, sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, in like ten years, ten years from when we see him on Heartland, he's like wrestling at WrestleMania. <laughs> maybe more, maybe like maybe like fifteen years after we see him in Heartland, he's wrestling at WrestleMania. It's crazy. Well, he beefs up. He probably learns uh, how to be strong from the horses, and he probably <laughs> says that a lot on the WWE. Yeah. Oh yeah, you like these moves? I learned these from the horses on Heartland. As he does a donkey <laughs> kick and kicks John Cena across the ring. They might have kicked me off the show for it, but I learned how to be tough. <laughs> I learned how to take bumps. Hell yeah. Good for him. Great oh, yeah. for him. Uh, we also find out the vet's name is Scott Cardinal. So yeah. immediately I'm like, oh, Lorne Cardinal is going to be his dad 100%. Maybe even playing the real Lorne Cardinal, playing himself. Who's that? Lorne Cardinal? Yeah. You don't know Lorne Cardinal? I don't think so, no. Well, you would if you watched Corner Gas. <laughs> oh, that man. Yeah, Brent Butt. No, God, he was my hero for so long. Lorne Cardinal, yeah, me too. He's the best. Brent Butt. Oh yeah, well, like to have a name like that. Oh, how did you not yeah. get into comedy? Exactly. <laughs> how did you not make the most successful Canadian comedy show of all time? Well, that could be argued. I mean, uh, Degrassi, Royal Canadian Air Force. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Red Green. Oh, hey, Red Green. Now we're talking. This hour is 22 minutes. <laughs> Red Green is on Tubi, and I I watched an insane amount of Red Green when I was a child. Yeah. And uh, I just don't want to watch it. I, I don't need to at all. You know, do you remember the uh, uh, Possum Lodge? You remember their, uh, their, their motto? All the guys had to do the Possum Lodge prayer? Uh, some about hating their wives, yep. and if they have to do it, I guess something. 
I guess. <laughs> trying to remember anything else from that show. Harold, that was a character. Yeah, with his uh, keyboard, he's a nerdy uh, outdoorsman. I... The only character I liked was Ranger Dan. I remember Ranger. He Dan. lived in the Fire Watchtower, and he was a lunatic. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, he was funny. His character was legitimately funny on that show. Everything about that show was legitimately funny, except for hating your wives. Oh. Love your wives. Nah, hate them. Whatever. They're nags, just like the horses in Heartland. They're a bunch of nags, stubborn old nags. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, get in the trailer. Yeah, stupid horse. Well, all you gotta do is trick the horse though, and show him that like, okay. We're, and this is a good idea from Ty. No, I guess it's not Ty's idea. I guess it's Amy's idea. She has it in a dream. It, she might have superpowers, everybody. Yeah, she's like, I had a dream and it wasn't myself. I was Spartan. She wakes Ty up in the middle of the night to say that to him. And he's like, okay, go away. I'm tired. <laughs> but her idea is to set up the trailer like a bridge so that Spartan has to walk through the trailer to get to his paddock, which is his favorite place on the farm. So she needs to show him that the pa the the trailer is safe, and so they open the side door and use it as a bridge. It's a great idea, and it works. Yeah, they should have used this on me after I got into my first car crash. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess they should have. Well, yeah, they should have uh, set up the car in front of Laser Quest, so I had to go through my car to get to Laser Quest <laughs> and have someone with a carrot leading you through mm, yeah the, maybe the, candy like the maybe a butterfinger the carrot's really what did it like it's not that he felt safe in the trailer she had a carrot that she lured him in with and he was like oh carrot oh yeah i'll have that and carrots are really nature's candy oh, i guess yeah that's that is what parents told their kids when they were growing up to get them to eat their garbage you don't like carrots no i like carrots but i wouldn't call them nature's <laughs> candy no, I love carrots. <laughs> I would Just say like garbage. For like peas are nature's candy. Yeah, nature's garbage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we need to talk about with this episode? I don't know. I don't think so. I I will say, um, at the end, once they start horse jumping and uh, the theme song comes on, yeah. I almost welled up. I I was just like. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, my last note is God, I love cowgirl life. <laughs> and I really do. though, like it, everything about it just seems perfect. Yeah, they're all there. Everybody's smiling and waving. It's again, it's golden hour. It's always golden hour. Amy's looking so happy on that horse riding around, and it's just what more could you want out of life? And I mean that's actually kind of sincere. Not even kind of. I mean that sincerely. That really looks like genuinely a beautiful great life to have and i wish i had more of it yeah i i am being very genuine in this as well uh it just seems like a life that would uh turn you into a very good person like honest hard-working but just like enjoying the crap out of nature yeah well uh i mean i i guess that's it hey i got nothing else to yep. say about this episode episode two was great if we could all be horse girls in our next life, I think we'd be living a beautiful dream. I'd love to be a horse girl in my next life because that would mean I have a great ass. <laughs> You'd pick an ass over her tits? Yeah, for a horse girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. even in general, sure. I'm an ass man over a tits man. And like horse, it's functional because it's, you know, cushion. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. And it's for the pushing. It's your own saddle. It really is your own saddle. When you put it like that, your ass is your own saddle. 
Well, I can't wait to watch episode three. Yeah. Me too. Well, until uh, until next week then. Oh, and also, I haven't uh, we're recording this earlier than I was expecting, so I haven't heard back if I've won the 50/50 draw from the Pony Club yet. So, next episode I will for sure know if I've won that 50/50 draw. And also, I had a surprise for you on this episode, but we cruised right past it, so I'll save it for the next episode after this. Save it for another time. That's right. lover. Hey, I love you. I love you. We, we love, love you. you. Cowgirls. Please? Yes, yes. Give dressage an orphan. This is a very religious Where song. Where my cowgirl prayers. Maybe two of Gotta raise some money. To save the camp, I swear. Or save the ranch. Or save the it's farm. Correct, yeah. Lord knows yeah. they're always in financial trouble. They didn't have to save the ranch this time. What kind it's of? Cowgirl summer always. with oh, yeah, pure boys. Hallelujah. Amen. They're saving their Amen. reputation. The show yeah. 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 It's really Hallelujah. nice. Hallelujah. This theme song's loud, too. I'm going to have to re edit this so it's a little quieter. Amen.